Today, our guest speaker is Reverend Michael J. Crumpler, who is coming to us live from New York City. Reverend Crumpler works as the LGBTQ and Multicultural Programs Director at the Unitarian Universalist Association and is an ordained minister in the United Church of Christ. Michael lives in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, and is very active in social justice ministry at the historic Judson Memorial Church of New York City, where he served as president of the board from 2016 to 2018. He is most passionate about intersectional ministry centered in blackness, queerness, HIV AIDS, economic justice, and emotional well-being. Michael has been published in two groundbreaking works related to HIV and AIDS. On curating issue 42, What You Don't Know About AIDS Could Fill a Museum, and Spiritual Care in the Age of Black Lives Matter. Michael is also the point person who is in charge of the UUA churches that are becoming welcoming congregations, and East Shore is part of that initiative, and we kicked off our initiative on Pride Day this year, and uh, we're already well on the way of of uh, of recertifying ourselves as a welcoming congregation for all people. So it is with great joy and great pride that I welcome our guest today, Reverend Michael Crumpler. Thank you, Eric and Nicole and Leanne and and all who have uh, probably week after week makes this happen. The magic of worship and community. Um, it is a privilege to be here uh, with you today um, to share a word. Um, as mentioned before, I am the LGBTQ and Multicultural Programs Director at the Unitarian Universalist Association, um, which basically means that I um, oversee, as was named, the Welcoming Congregations Program. Uh, congrats to you all for, for starting your renewal process, which is uh, now an annual renewal of practices that congregations do to show their support for LGBTQ congregants and the, and the broader community. I also do multicultural work. Uh, supporting um, the Commission on Institutional Change with um, uh, dismantling white supremacy, supporting, uh, uh, you know, BIPOC uh, religious professionals and members. And like I said, it's always great to be in a congregation because it does inform my work. So uh, thank you all so, so, so much. Um, We've only just begun. These days, rarely do I ever start a sermon with a Jesus quote. And never have I ever used a T.D. Jakes quote to ground a sermon. Don't get me wrong. I believe in the ministry of Jesus and respect the ministry of T.D. Jakes. But the liberal progressive circles where I travel, this is being one of them, folks require a little more nuance. But as I considered what was on my heart to share with you today, it was these quotes, along with the fresh words of our very own, the Reverend Teresa Teresa Enesoto, that spoke to me the most. Because y'all, on this first Sunday of 
August in the year 2021, I am tired. I am weary. I am hungry. As I watch the news and ask my partner, Robert, I watch a lot of it. I am, as we say in the South, plum tarred. Y'all may not recognize that dialect up in the Northwest. Um, you see, I thought after last November, we'd be done. After donating, I don't know how many times to Democratic candidates and organizing, I don't know how many times, I don't know how many virtual rallies and attending, I don't know how many marches in the wake of the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor murders. I thought that 2021 would be, well, a light year, a year of jubilee, perhaps even a sabbatical year. I think I thought that with shots in arms and Trump out of office, we'd have the opportunity to celebrate. I know, I know, I see your smiles and even feel you laughing at me. But it's not just me. According to a Pew Research study, a third of Americans polled are worn out by our political discourse. And that's not just those who identify as liberal, but conservatives as well. The American Psychological Association found that 56% of adults were stressed out about the election long before election day. I suppose that's to be expected with debates and commercials and emails and phone calls, et cetera, et cetera. But then you add on to it our own internal UU values, separate from the broader political narrative, our call to dismantle white supremacy culture, our call to, um, you know, continue, uh, that continue to, uh, I'm sorry, in a culture that continues to endorse white supremacy, white supremacy, our call to defend trans rights as at least 50 anti-trans bills have been passed in 38 states. Our call to protect the right to vote, even as the access to, to the right to vote is gravely at risk in 14 states. Our calls for immigration reform while refugees are being told not to come and indigenous sovereignty and native land are being stolen for corporate profit, along with other calls of clean climate, police reform, gun control, abortion access. As an organizer and an activist, even I must admit, it's a lot. And by a lot, the American Psychiatric Association names the common symptoms of political fatigue, depression and anxiety, cynicism and pessimism, detachment, anger, hopelessness, a decline in motivation. Add to that a global pandemic, social isolation and financial worry. And we are in a world of trouble, both socially and individually. The call to live into our values, fight the good fight and side with love can start to feel less like an exhortation and more like a cattle prod. But in the face of racialized voter suppression and under prosecuted and under prosecuted insurrection, record breaking heat waves and cruel attacks against the trans community, 
How do we protect ourselves from depression, cynicism, detachment, and hopelessness? This is where I find the words of Jesus to be so refreshing. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if you come out of the Christian tradition, these words acquire a little context. As a son of the Black South, I experienced the historical Jesus as this benevolent anthropomorphic figure whom I could lean on as a source of renewal and resilience in the face of insurmountable adversity. For us, Jesus was the balm for every ache and the answer to every conundrum. But that's not the Jesus I'm amplifying today. The Jesus that I'm amplifying today is the sage Jesus. The Jesus who was enraged by empire and still found found time to escape for solitude. The Jesus who found time to be with his friends. The Jesus who found time to weep over his dying friend and feed the thousands with limited means. As one who loathes Jesus' language and the religion of those who seek to suppress the lowly with this dystopian values. There is a Jesus who knew how to sustain himself amid the evils of empire. As good liberals fight in the good fight, there is a Jesus who was in the valley, a weary and discouraged Jesus. And yet a Jesus whose yoke is easy and whose burden is light. So what does it mean to move into ease in a time when so much evil is on the rise and so much is on the line for the sake of justice? This is where community is vital. I think we have spent so much time personalizing the words of Jesus that we have missed the message. Yes, the literal words attributed to Jesus include the singular personal pronoun I. And I have aunts and uncles and elders and ancestors who would caution me not to stray too far from the reverent red letters. But I'm going to take the liberty to conflate the words of the American Psychological Association with the King James Bible. The APA provides us with six methods of managing political induced stress. Number one, step away from the electronic devices. Put down Twitter, practice meditation. Eric gave us some great words to hold on to today. Get some exercise. We realize that not everyone is able to move in the same way that others are, but find ways to to breathe and move your body. Remember to follow a healthy and nutritious diet not as a legalistic fad of veganism or keto or 
this or that. Some of us, like me, just need to be reminded to eat. Avoid black and white thinking. Seek counseling if necessary. These are all things that some of you already know to be good and just and right. But I believe Jesus adds to this list the value and virtue of community. Let me step back for a minute. The context of Jesus' words are enshrouded by legalism and religious rigidity. Jesus wasn't necessarily speaking to people who were exhausted. Jesus was speaking to people who were being sort of browbeat, challenged to follow strict rules that the Pharisees and the Sadducees had had to offer. And before we use get all judgy and critical of organized religion, we too have our own strict religious imperatives. They may not look like Orthodox Judaism or evangelical Christianity or Roman Catholicism, but we too can be very rigid about what we all ought to do and not do these days. What books to read, what voices to follow, how systemic is our racism, how restrictive is our pronoun usage. Even the broader public narrative is pushing back on our imperative of wokeness all of which I deeply believe in, by the way. But in these most weary of days, as we seek to sustain ourselves for the long and treacherous arc of the moral universe, I believe the yoke of Jesus is community. It's easy to want to read more books, give more money, scream at more rallies, but I believe the moment is also calling for us to, as the Reverend Teresa beautifully states, Feed one another with the long spoons of your compassion. And I would add in community. So feed one another with the long spoons of compassion in community. The purpose of religion is less about upholding our legalistic value, values and principles and more about repurposing our values and principles towards upholding one another. Just as it is important to dismantle racism, recycle our resources, rally against injustice, it is equally as important to uphold one another in community in the face of social and political exhaustion. The burden of fighting for justice and the yoke of inequity becomes easy when we all bear it together. Yes, step away from your devices, practice meditation, get some exercise, eat well and good, and sometimes let go of the dogma just a little bit, and even seek counseling if necessary. But also find time to gather together where it is safe. Find time to watch something that is not news. Find time to engage in activism and be with people in ways that are consistent with care. Yes, we are tired. And hopefully, as T.D. Jake says, it is a sign that we are almost at the end of the fight.
But to be honest with you, I doubt it. Therefore, all the more so, what must we sustain ourselves for the long and treacherous journey ahead? Amen. Ashe. May it be so.